0: You've tuned in to the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. Now John goes AWOL. John deserts them. He is headed back. It's plain and simple. He's overwhelmed by all of this opposition. He's overwhelmed by the physical challenges. I think he's fearful of the outcome, and some have suggested he has a panic attack. Panic attacks aren't of just our day. He finds his way. He retraces his way. He's going home to mama. He's heading back to mom. I want some comfort. I know what's happening in Jerusalem, and he's heading back. He doesn't go back to Antioch. Not to the church where he had gone, that where they had sent him to serve, but he's going home to Jerusalem and mom. There's no excuse for John Mark's cowardice. Story is confirmed if we go over to Acts chapter 15, because we see over in Acts chapter 15 that that's exactly the dissension that comes between Paul and Barnabas. So several years have passed, and Paul and Barnabas have finished the missionary journey. They decided to come back to Antioch. They're giving a message and and explaining all that had happened. It's around the year 55, about 10 years after the original connection with John Mark. So 10 years have passed. And now it says in uh, verse 22, I think, Then it pleased the apostles and the elders of the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, whose surname was Bersabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. So now there's been a question about the Gentiles. What are we going to do with them? So now they're sending them back to Antioch to help take care of this question. We're going to take care of all of that. We're going to understand what's happening. And after some days... Paul says to Barnabas, verse 34, 35, Chapter 15, however, it seemed good to Silas to remain there, that is with Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them from Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren of the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia strengthening the churches. So Barnabas on one hand, and remember Barnabas is called that because his name means son of encouragement. I really think that both of the men's attitudes are kind of legitimate. On the one hand, Paul, his confidence in this young man had been betrayed. He left when we needed him. He left when Paul was ill and sick, and he wasn't thinking of the risk He wasn't going to allow that risk to be taken again. What mattered most was that Mark had demonstrated a lack of courage, a lack of trust of God, a lack of strength, a lack of fortitude, and he buckled. He abandoned his post. He left. He forsook the mission. He defected. In Paul's mind, that was indefensible, and so Paul wouldn't let him go and he went with Barnabas, and Barnabas, who was always there to strengthen, always there to build up, he saw something else, didn't he? He saw within this, he considered John Mark, and I think John Mark always felt a sense of shame from that time. I think he felt such disgrace. I think he lived with pain, with that fractured relationship between Paul and Barnabas, and although I'm sure in traveling with his cousin Barnabas, Barnabas would have always tried to encourage him, strengthen him, and build him up, that son of consolation, to comfort him, encourage him, to restore him. Many months later, Paul and Barnabas are back in Jerusalem, and they give glowing reports. They give reports of all that they're doing, and Mark would want, I'm sure, want to be restored. And after leaving with Barnabas in Acts 1539, Mark disappears from church history. This is before the second and third mission trips of Paul and Silas. Paul takes off with Silas. We see him in chapter 16, 17, 18. Mark has disappeared. He f- disappears now from the book of Acts. He's not there. However, 10 years later, he's under Paul is under house arrest in Rome. And that's the way his missionary life went, wasn't it? <laughs> 10 years later, he's in house arrest in Rome, and he's writing what would become as the prison epistles. He's writing to the churches. And he's writing one of them and he's writing to the epistle to the church that was in Colossae. He writes to that church and in Colossians chapter 4 at the end of the letter he lists the names of those who were with him in his imprisonment. And here he includes none other than Mark. That's his name. He's being commended here. It's Colossians four, ten and eleven. Let me read it. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, he says to the church of the Colossae, with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you are about to receive instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him, and Jesus, who is called justice. These are my fellow workers for the kingdom who are of the circumcision. In other words, these were Jews. They have proven to be a comfort to me. John Mark is now a comfort. Ten years, something has changed in Paul's attitude toward Mark. A decade earlier, he saw him as unreliable. He saw him as a coward. He saw him as a liability. He didn't want him to be around. Now Mark is being uplifted, extolled as By this apostle is a man who is to be welcomed by the Corinthian believers. He tells them to receive receive him with comfort and with joy to take him in. And at the same time he writes to the Colossians, that church, and he writes to a certain man by the name of Philemon. And that's going to lead us into the second part, because he writes to this man who is at the church at Colossae, and in his letter to Philemon, he names Mark as one of his fellow laborers. That's Philemon 24, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow laborers. John Mark is now on the team, isn't he? John Mark is there. He's a hard worker in the gospel ministry. That one-time defector is turned around. He's honored by the Apostle Paul in the ministry operations. This is good news about restoration, isn't it? It's about forgiveness. It's about usefulness. And six years after that, We're up to about 67 AD, and Paul is about to be executed. He's imprisoned a second time in Rome, and this is the last time, and he's about to be executed. He knows his martyrdom is inevitable, and he writes this last letter from Rome during this second imprisonment, this final inspired epistle, and he openly He shares his heart. He's eager to go. He runs the race. He says, I've run the race. I've finished the course. I've fought the fight. I've kept the faith. Ready to receive that heavenly reward. But he makes this wonderful final farewell. It's 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 11. He had this one request. This is the end of the line for him. So he writes Timothy... Be diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. That must have been a great heartache for the Apostle Paul. Here is another one who loved the world, and he left. He loved this present world. He's left for the sights and the sounds and going off to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia. Now that is for ministry work. He's gone down to do the work of the Lord. Titus has gone to Domitia. So again, for ministry purposes, they've had to leave Paul to go take care of different needs. Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. And then he says this, get Mark. Get Mark and bring him with you. For he is useful to me in the ministry. i moved because this is one of the great stories of restoration and recovery in ministry. Paul, once again, has been hurt by somewhat taking off by that desertion. One of his companions, one of those named Demas, who's abandoned him for the worldly comforts, whatever it might be, the worldly desires. Cretans, Titus, are not deserters. They've left to fulfill ministry responsibilities. Only Luke is with him. And Paul says, Please, Timothy, go get Mark, bring him along. So Mark was with him in the first imprisonment back in Rome, and he was such a comfort and such a joy that he wanted him back in his second, his final imprisonment. At the end of his glorious life, he wanted to see Mark again. The apostle who had once refused him as a traveling companion chooses him now to be with him as a companion in his final days on earth. He's in just another one that Paul's willing to be with. He's one that he wants. He is the one above all whom Paul wants to spend his final days. Imagine what changed in Mark. What happened to him? What transformed him from being a spiritual coward and deserter to being the most loved and cherished of Paul's co-laborers? I'll tell you what changed. It isn't a what, it's a who. Because there were men that followed the Lord, that loved the Lord. Men like Barnabas We're going to see Peter. This is just half of the story. I want you to come back Wednesday and get the, get the whole rest, because there's a whole other person involved in this with Onesimus. I haven't forgotten about Onesimus, we just didn't get there. And I want you to see how God restores. God uses us as frail. He uses us when we're broken. He uses us when we've deserted Him. He was using us even when we are so far from Him, we can come back. It is a message of restoration that whatever has happened in your past, whatever you have done, wherever you have been, God can use you, He will take you, He will abundantly restore because that's the only people God uses <laughs> broken people people with the past thank you for joining us today we hope you enjoyed the message we trust you have been encouraged challenged or generally built up spiritually if this lesson has sparked questions or perhaps you have questions on a different topic let us know our information is given on the website or if you can reach us at of ministry at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you